you know, you can talk about anything, but when anyone goes, hey, uh, where's your spirituality at? Or oh, what, it's, it's, it's like conversation stopper, right? Are there aspects of the scriptures that seem like they're co-signing something when really they're... Bruce Lawn. What? The, what? Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what is going on here? Okay, so this is David Cho. He's a popular Joe Rogan podcast he did like four years ago okay. where that he went with the Hadza people in Africa and they uh -huh. hunted baboons. Uh-huh. Do you do you remember seeing this no. clip? Super viral episode. What are we doing um, hunting baboons? Well, that's all they have in that area. They're Hadza tribe. They're like a hunter hunter gatherer tribe. Aren't baboons monkeys? Yeah. They hunt and, and, and eat monkeys? Yeah, he said it was like actually like really disturbing as like a human to like watch. This is a hunting humans of the human humanoid type creatures. This is like a disconnect there. Uh anyways, and he's also from LA, if you can tell. Yeah. And, yeah, I can tell. <laughs> and so uh he's apparently like super, super uber duper rich. Okay. This whole episode he's like, man, like he sounds more rich than Joe Rogan. Okay. He's like, I could do whatever I want, buy whatever I want. Like Weird. So, so he's a renowned artist as well, um, apparently. And so he decided to put red face paint, yeah, on himself. I think it's a Hadza thing. I'm not sure. So, anyways, uh, they, they talk about spirituality. Like people ask me, like, like I think one of the most taboo things to talk about today is like you could talk about f***ing or drug. You know, you could talk about anything. But when anyone goes, "Hey, uh, where's your spirituality at?" or oh, what, it's it's like conversation stopper. Well, right? you know why? Because anybody who asks it like that is annoying. But like, where's your spirituality at okay, right now, right. David? David, that's like a that's in my blue apple. Someone's right now. henpecking you. He's like, kind of right though. He's, he's kind of right. Where's your spirituality at? That's yeah. I uh, you know, it's funny when I used to take people through the Romans Road. It, that that wasn't the question. The question was, do you have any spiritual beliefs? Ah, which I think is intrinsically better than where's your spirituality at? Yeah, yeah. But but that one's a, a very clear setup. Oh, it's a definitely. Def def someone hears that they're like. <sighs> Yeah, you know, then they just anticipate. <laughs> right. I don't know what you believe. I know something's coming. David. But, like, I've never asked you that. Like, where is, like, what is your thoughts on <laughs> God? <laughs> I did it. I went there. Like, he well, did the thing he said not to do. having a podcast. It's very different than someone just bringing it out of nowhere. I am not uh, an atheist. I've never been an atheist. Mm. I've never been someone who says, I know there is no God. Right. What I have been some uh, someone who has said that a lot of the stories that are in a lot of the religions clearly have the hand of man on them. There's clearly some description that implies things that are okay to do because of the cultural values of people that lived 3,000, 4,000 years ago, whenever they wrote this stuff. Mm -hmm. Clearly. It condones slavery. It can treat women as second-class citizens. There's a lot in these words that clearly have the hand of man. But there's also... So he said it condones slavery mm -hmm. and treats women as second-class citizens. Yeah. Two examples. So the interesting thing is if we look at the clip Russell Brand just put out with Ben Shapiro, mm -hmm. Ben Shapiro makes the argument that Judaism or the first the first covenant of Christianity had is actually massive progress in terms of what was happening globally with slavery. Mm -hmm. And then in the law of the oppressive law, God is like, by the way, if you take someone to be a slave, you have to let them go free in six years. 
I mean, not, not to get into sort of the biblical analysis of slavery, um, but one of the, I think, most honest ways to read the Bible is as a document that was given to a particular set of people at a particular time, meaning that you have to look at what it's attempting to transform. Meaning if you look at the slavery and the society surrounding, it's a much more liberalized version of slavery that's in the Bible, and therefore a step toward the abolition of slavery. There's a whole section in the Bible where it talks about your master servant, and seven years go up. At the end of seven years, you are automatically freed, right? You can't have a term longer than seven years in, in the Bible. Uh, and you are given a choice. Do you want to stay with your master or do you want to leave? And so the Bible says that if you want to stay, then we take an awl and we put it through your ear and we give you essentially an ear piercing. Okay, so it's, it's a punishment. The idea is that you should have gone free. There's something wrong with you if you decide to stay in, in bondage. That's as opposed to the Code of Hammurabi, and the Code of Hammurabi is the opposite. If, it, if, an escaped, if a slave attempts to escape and then is returned to the master, then the master puts the awl through his ear to demonstrate that he owns the slave. So it has to be simultaneously allegorical while taking into account that it had practicality. contemporary Yeah, and also you have, to, and, and you have to apply human reason to it in the sense that what you're looking at very often is issues of human nature versus inerrant human nature, right? Human nature just exists. So for example, do not murder is an all-time rule. Human beings want to murder, you're not allowed to murder. That's an all-time rule. As opposed to certain rules that are obviously an attempt to curb the worst practices of the time, maybe in pursuit of something better down the road. On the seventh year, you're supposed to go free. Mm. This is not how it was done anywhere else in the world. Yeah. And so are there aspects of the scriptures that seem like they're co-signing something? When really they're conceding something because God knows how wicked people's hearts are. Mm. Hey, you know, in a lot of parts of the world, women were really treated like second-class citizens. And we would discard them. And then Jesus comes along and says, oh, by the way, you can't just divorce your wife when you feel like it. Mm. What, man, what God brought together, let no man take apart. That's a progression of what we see from... Moses and Jesus literally says, Moses allowed you guys to do this, right? Because of your wicked hearts and how jacked up. Hey, you may not know I make music, but I have a brand new song that just came out. Here's a quick preview. In the moment, I gotta overcompensate. I build a tabernacle. Why the world is rubbernecking? Eve wanted an Adam's apple. Whoa there. Why you wanna go there? Time to shut the door because we letting out all the cold air. Yo, Double R back, baby. It's not for Rolls Royce. It's for Rap Ruslan. Let's get it. So hit the link in the description or go to ruslantothemoon.com to stream now. I'll see you over there. Why you want to go there? So I think in both of those cases, the treatment of women and the, the scriptures, you see God conceding and creating structure around institutions that were happening outside and actually making them better. This is a controversial take. Many people disagree with, but I, I think it's true. I don't know how you look at something like that because these are the same people that will argue for polygamy. They'll be like, polygamy is good. God, in, in, you know, promote polygamy. No, 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 no. It was that the option for women at that time was either be a slave or be a or starve yeah. or be someone's second or third wife. Mm -hmm. That that was the that was the act. That's a better. That's real patriarchy. You want to talk about patriarchy? That's real patriarchy. And so I think Rogan just probably doesn't quite understand. Like, bro, slavery was very different outside of a Judeo Christian worldview. Mm. Extremely different. And what led to the ultimate abolition of slavery was Christians being inspired by the biblical ethic of how to do that. And so, so much so that the people who, the, the Christians that were still pro-slavery had a slave Bible for the slaves that took out all the passages about 
not owning people and how if you kidnap people, it's bad. And the whole story of Exodus Egypt, story. the yeah. Exodus story, right? Inherent deep wisdom and a moral scaffolding that would make the world a better place. And almost all of them. There's something there that gives people structure and discipline and connects them in a community of like-minded people who believe the same thing. I think there's a great value to that that's underappreciated by people who call themselves atheists. Mm. I think there's also a great value in if you truly believe you're living your life and you're going to be a good person, you're going to go to heaven, you will, you will have that energy through your life. Mm. You will be carrying the belief and it will actually aid you in your life and that if you think that it's pointless, it's all, it's all just existential angst and it's all chaos, like you live better if you believe that this is all for a better purpose and this is all a part of a, of a God's plan. Hey, you wanna see something crazy? 67% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. Do me a quick favor, make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay up to date on all the videos here on the Bless God Studios channel. You live better if you believe this is all for a better purpose. Yes, but you live aligned with God when you live in God's ways and when you're living your life as an overflow of having an encounter with God through being born again. So can people believe and live God's ways and get benefit from that? Yes, but can people benefit from actually placing their faith in Jesus and seeing what it means to be born again? Absolutely, and I think that's what distinguishes from Christianity from every other religion, because he's still talking about being a good person. And Christianity comes and says, no, 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 you're, you're incapable of being a good person. You're an evil person. You're a terrible person. At the, at the core fabric of who you are, that's why we need laws. We need laws because we're bad people. All of us are bad people, all right? We, 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 we come out that way. The moment I have a two-year-old, the moment a two-year-old is able to do stuff and say stuff, you see how their depravity is on full sink. Now, it doesn't mean that we also don't have a great capacity to do good and love and help and all of those things. That, that we also are that, right? Eternity is written in our hearts. But notice it goes back to this idea of being a good person and the benefits of it. And I would say it's even better than that. Yes, you could, you could follow God's ways of living, which there are universal precepts that are written on our hearts, right? Because we all have a conscious, the, the, the moral laws written in our hearts. But I think it's even better than, than, than what, what Joe is describing. That might be true. It might not be true, but you live better if you think that way. Mm. That's you Jordan Peterson right there. That's that's live as if God is real. That and still look at facts and reality, and you, you don't have to be ideologically captured by some some writing that was written down thousands of years ago. Right. But you are better off if you believe that this is all for a greater good. Love. Love, yeah, and that's love. probably what God really is. God is love, and love. The, what love is, as it's at its most pure, is a, a force of creation, a force of like adhesion and bonding of human beings. And we know the opposite. The opposite is what's happening right now in Ukraine. That's the opposite. The opposite is that's hate. Yeah, that's murder, whole scale murder. It's wild chaos. I mean, war is hell. It's the worst thing. The worst thing that people do, and that exists at the same time on Earth with some of the best people enjoying some of the best times together it's it's there's you while you are with your family and you are with your friends and people come over your house and you have dinner and you're laughing and having a good time on some part of the world someone's drinking out of a puddle mm. you know? i think the reality that god is love is true but love is not god just because you love and experience someone or something it doesn't mean that that's god either
right? And and before God is love, God is holy, God is just, God is good. God became a man. God lived the life we couldn't live, died the death we should have died in our place on the cross for our sins and rose. And uh, I, I, I'm, I'm so grateful that Rogan is thinking through these things. He's having these, he's externally processing this, but he says it's one thing about you don't have to buy into an ideology. Man, we're all buying into some ideology. The, the question is, which one is the most historically truthful? Which is the which which is the most coherent, and <laughs> which which one actually creates the results that we want? Right in terms of human flourishing, as as the atheist would say, like human flourishing. Right, following Jesus actually leads to human flourishing. Following Jesus, loving your neighbor as yourself, laying down your life for others, living a restrained life is actually what leads to to, to human flourishing. Not do what thou will. Everything is an ideology. Everything is preaching something to you. So I think he knows that. I think he knows that. Yeah. Anyway, you got any thoughts on this? No, I just thought it was interesting how he's like, they definitely have the hand of man on them, which he doesn't name anything specifically. So he could be talking about one or the other. Quran. Well, he did, he, did, he did say, he. oh, okay, which book? He Well, he did say slavery and women's rights. Yeah, which could be the Quran. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, Depending on what he's talking about, we'd be like, "Oh yeah, we totally agree." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then some of them were like, "Nah, absolutely not." Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I think he, yeah, I think he was talking about the Bible. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I think because a lot of people accepted. Yeah, and I don't think he spent enough time to examine what the Quran says about these topics. So I think he's coming from a very like Western perspective on yeah. this. You know, and again, even in that is there's just yeah the. I would just refer him back to his Ben Shapiro clip. Hey, this clip is from our daily after party stream. If you enjoyed it, consider signing up for our Patreon community for only $5 a month, where you get access to the replays of our daily after party streams, as well as the uncut extended versions of our podcast, Discord access that's private, and a discount code for our merch store, only $5 a month. And ultimately, it's the best way to help us contextualize the gospel of Jesus using media, podcasting, and of course, YouTube. The link for that is in the description or in the pinned comment. The perks are amazing. You should get on there. It's only $5 a month. I'll see you over there, all right? Peace.